It's time for the Rich Life Retirement Show, brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal best-selling author, Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful, meaningful, and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started. Here's Bo Henderson and Bill Main. Welcome to Rich Life Retirement. Hi, I'm Bill Main, and of course, we're going to be spending the next half hour with a good friend, Bo Henderson. And we're going to talk about some of the things you need to consider when accepting a buyout offer from your employer. And we'll tell you about a Social Security error that's costing one group of Americans more than $500 million in lost benefits. The question is, are you in that group? We're going to find out. But first, Bo, let's talk a little bit about Rich Life Retirement, like the who, what, when, and why of the show. What, what, why are we doing this? What are we doing here, Bill? I, you know, I kind of <laughs> want to get some play. No, you know, if, if we go back and, and we look over variations of what we've done, started in 2010, the original Rich Life show, yeah. I started that mm-hmm. here right here on WDUN. I remember it well. And and then we, we transitioned and we did the retirement resource and various things. But for what, what we're doing now is we want to make sure we're getting both of those messages in there. We're creating good advice, good information for people to be able to make the best decisions possible about their retirement, transitioning from working life to retirement. But I never want to leave out that component of the rich life, right? It's Let's get clear on what it is that makes life meaningful, fulfilling, and exciting to you. And let's make sure we're doing all this work to move toward that, or you might just miss the point. Okay, so this sounds like everybody is included in this, but do you have a particular target in mind? Uh, who are you really talking to? Usually the topics we'll cover, and, and what's great about this in our local market here in North Georgia, is they send us the questions. They, they let me know what they want us to talk about here. It's really somebody that's in the window of, say, 10 years of transitioning from my working life to that retirement life or some iteration. That retirement life might be part-time work, but somebody in that transition that when I look at it, I'm saying, you know what? I don't have that 20, 30-year time frame to do things the way I'm taught when I start a career. Right. We're yeah. getting closer. We need to start positioning. Yeah. Okay. So I just kind of a sideline question, if it's okay. And that is you're doing a couple of radio shows now. You're doing an internet show as well, podcasting. Uh, You're also writing books. Right. So here we are with another radio show. Why, Why do this? It seems like you've got a lot of information out there. But, you know, one of the things I realized early on, and this goes back 18 years now, when I came into the financial services world, uh, the model I was taught, and unfortunately, it's the model that's out there in a lot of scenarios, it was hardcore sales tactics. Mm. Sell this product, push people into this direction. Uh, and what I learned very quick, Bill, is I was going to burn out doing this as a career if I didn't shift it to something that worked for me and who I am and my personality. And what I found does work is education. Let's let's talk. Let's create content. Let's let's help a lot of people with a lot of things. And enough of them say, you know what? I appreciate that you taught me something that that kind of takes care of the business itself. Yeah, I think along with that, it's um, having an idea of respect, mm. knowing that you're not just out to sell a product, but you really uh, and I and in, in the years we've worked together and we've talked and had conversations uh, both, you know, on shows that you've done and you've been on my show on Mornings on Main Street. Uh, it's it's all about making sure somebody gets what they need. That's right. And filling that need. And, and there are a lot of people who have a lot of questions. So hopefully we'll be able to answer some of those. That's it. I think, you know, and, and what we're talking about, this this transition. So it is a transition, yeah. that 10-year period, sure. that window. There's a lot of decisions. It gets very complex. And unfortunately, it's not easy to Google and find good information. <laughs> oh, you can find the information, but yeah, yeah, it find might be, good information. might be partial, bad, out of context. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I my, – my goal here is that we, we do hey, – here's good resources, here's good information, here's experts on topics that you care about. 
so that you, I call it raising your retirement IQ. Okay. Yeah. So we have better information to now model. We'll we'll talk more about that word. We hear that a lot. Uh, To make the best decisions we possibly can for ourselves and our family. Yeah, because this is no light thing. This is is life. This is really life happening. That's why it's called Rich Life Retirement. And we're going to tackle some of those things. Real quick, though, how about a freebie? Can you give us a freebie today? Let's do it. So you you brought up, we over the years, uh, talking about content creation, I realized that I could reach a lot more people and help a lot more people by doing something like we're doing now, broadcasting, right, yeah. mm-hmm. or writing it down. So I don't know how it happened exactly, but looking back, there's nine books now that have wow. come out since 2006 or so. I bet you thought when you when you got out of school and started doing this, you never thought you'd be writing a book. No, that, isn't that the funny thing? That wasn't an aspiration. <laughs> but one of the things we can do today, there's there's a book that's a real good foundational book for retirement. It's called 12 Steps to a Successful Retirement. Okay, all right. And I'll have copies uh, for listeners today, and we'll get to that kind of towards the end of the show. All right, we'll tell you how to get that. So stay tuned for that most definitely as we continue with Rich Life Retirement. Show number one, let's jump straight into it. I'm going to throw you a question here now the sense. Census Bureau says the economy slowly picking up, and we've kind of seen that around our area as right. well. Retail sales up 7.5% in June. That's good news, but there's two sides to every coin. The increase wasn't quite what they had hoped as far as economists are concerned. And it sounds a little like the national economy may be taking a step forward, but two steps back, as that country song says. Right. So uh, how do we make sure that our personal economy, because there's the national economy, but the one we all are most concerned about is what we're doing how do we make sure we're going in the right direction and it's two steps forward and no steps back? Well, we're talking about the economy, but I think we could apply this to almost everything. You can look and you can find good news somewhere today and we can find bad news. And a lot of what we're finding is it's split. There, okay. there, there's a camp that's saying, hey, the worst is behind us. The economy's recovering and it's going up, up, up. And there's another camp that's saying, hey, the other shoe's going to drop, buddy, so you better you better be careful. So who to believe? That's right. Who do you believe? And, and what's happening is a lot of people, when, when we're, we're confused, a lot of times we just take no action. There's, it's inaction is, right. is, is, the, is what we do. And uh, to the point that right now there's trillions of dollars sitting in cash. Just on the sidelines. Sitting on the sideline, waiting, huh. just saying, hey, what do I do? Because we don't have the... Uh, the bond alternatives that we used to have that were attractive. So there's really a what, lot of what people. What are they paying just, now? Like, it, 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 yeah. The, well, it's it's basically the treasury zeroed out at this. Yeah, point. it's all zero. There's nothing that you can run. That's that. right. So yeah. it would be just as good or better in a savings Might account as well. You can put it in the shoebox for that matter. So so that's as we kind of get to that. What what is it? What's real? We're going to come to a word that I think we should have some kind of a sound effect eventually. <laughs> every time we hear I it, I think I know what this word we're, is. We're going to count it right. Yeah. It's strategy. Ah, there you go. Number right. one. That's, that's it, number one. So the question people are asking in, in this, this debate that's going back and forth is, do I be, do, am I to keep my portfolio conservative or do I say, hey, I'm going to miss out and be aggressive? The real answer is let's get clarity on what the jobs you have in retirement, meaning what is the, what is the portion of your assets you can afford to grow for the next 10 plus years? Mm-hmm. What is the portion we need to count on in the short term for that paycheck, that income gap you may have in retirement sure. coming up? And then those are the, that, that kind of tells us and dictates mathematically what pieces need to be a little more conservative and what pieces have a timeline to do what the market does best, which is get higher averages over time. Bo, I think you, you, you brought up one word there besides strategy, which is very important, <laughs> and that word is math. Because when you actually do put pencil or pen to paper or go to the computer or whatever you want, however you're adding it up, uh, math takes the emotion out of it because it's it's one way or the other, and it tells you. And I think so many times when we get to retirement planning and how much money we think we're going to have or think we're going to need, emotion can really color that, and mm-hmm. we end up 
panicking maybe, making a bad decision, or feeling overconfident, not looking at the true numbers. Yeah, emotion is the enemy of financial decisions. It really is. And and I'm glad you brought that up, Bill. Math, the nice thing about math is we can model. That's my second favorite word, <laughs> meaning I can run scenario one. Right. I can run scenario two, three, and four, and that gives us really good information on how things play out and how things line up, how the numbers work, and that's the kind of information we should be basing our decisions on. Okay, so you talk about making sure that you can fill that income gap, mm-hmm. talking about having long-term growth, but I think one of the things that, that comes forward to me uh, in all of this is I, I'm concerned about the thing that we know is going to continue to increase, and that's not health care costs because they will, but... Uh, taxes. I know where you're going. Taxes. taxes that's exactly. Right. That that's the one that always concerns us in the I'm earning my money now and the I'm on retirement spending it because that can eat you up pretty quickly. And I think strategy plays a big part in protecting us mm-hmm. from that because no one wants to overpay. Well, you talk about stocks and, and Wall Street. It, it's the sexy thing to talk about. Yeah. But the reality is the single biggest expense we have is taxes. Yeah, because you can make that uh, right now, as, as we've seen the market down, a lot of folks went in with them on that cash on the sidelines. We're able to get some really good stocks. They go back up. Hey, I made all this money. Well, when you cash out, you got to pay your uncle. That's right. What percentage of you is, is your partner involved in there? <laughs> uncle Sam, right? Exactly. He has a big hand. <laughs> he has yeah. a real, he, he's, a, he's a very big partner there. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think. Bill, the, the key is when, when we look at a strategy, we're looking at the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different scenarios, different variables in their life, their financial life, all the way down to your personality style. Uh, and you'd be amazed how many times we just put the puzzle pieces together a different way than what we're currently doing or uh, option C, like we talked about, A, B, or C. And we find $100,000, $200,000 plus of additional money you would get to use and spend over the course of your retirement just by looking at the best way, the most efficient way to do that. And it really comes down a lot of times to how much tax we mitigate. Yeah, and that comes back to what you said earlier, modeling. Mm-hmm. If we can go through and model, that gives us those options, A, B, C, how many ever there might be, which gives us the idea of a strategy. What are you trying to do? And these are the options to it, because you, you may want to go in an, an option A because of one reason, or option B is a better reason, or whatever it might be. But without that modeling, it makes it hard to do that strategy. Now, we're, we're with Rich Life Retirement. Bo Henderson's with us. Bill Main hanging out with Bo and learning a lot about making sure that we can have a rich life in retirement. But let's go back to that three-letter word, tax. Okay. Uh, we do have uh, we do have a note here from from a listener, and it says uh, it's about the Roth four hundred one k, which is one of my favorite things. All right, I think the Roth is, is is genius. Don't tell the government that they messed up and gave us That's a benefit. Right. Okay, That's just right. don't let anybody know. But Carolyn uh, was told that she takes withdrawals from that account from a Roth. She won't have to pay taxes on it. That's what I love about it. But here's a question I haven't considered. She asks, "What about the employer match to her account? Will she end up having to pay taxes on their contribution?" Oh, uh, okay. So good question. And before we give the real direct answer, let's define a Roth 401k. Yeah, for folks who haven't heard about it. Roth yeah, IRA. Sure. So, so the beauty, the beauty and, and Bill, what you're talking about that's so nice about the Roth is that it's after-tax money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when we pull it out later, it's tax-free. Right. So what happens with that and where that, where that protects us is with the trillions of dollars of debt this country has, I'm very hard-pressed to, to believe that we're not going to have higher taxes in the future to pay for it all. Yeah, so pay taxes on the principal now, and you can avoid it later. You can, it protects you from future tax sure. increases. Mm-hmm. The other big thing that comes up with, with the Roth that's very nice, two things, actually. Uh, that money's not susceptible or, or 
doesn't have to pay RMDs, required minimum distributions. The distributions from pre-tax accounts like 401ks and IRAs that you would have to pay at age 72 at this point. That's because they want you to take it out as soon as you can so they can get their taxes on it. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I think the, the key there is sometimes we pay attention to how much tax we pay this year. Sometimes it's, it's better to take a macro view and look, okay, what does – that impact do if I pay the tax this year over the next 20 or 30 years. And that's sometimes where we'll find that $100,000, $200,000 sure. difference yeah. by, by looking at the long-term gain. Yeah, I'll pay the tax on, let's say I make a contribution to my Roth this year, maybe it's $5,000 right? or whatever. Uh, so I pay the tax on the $5,000, a lot less than what that $5,000 will be for me in 30 years or 20 years or however long it is, because it'll be worth much more than 5000 And it grows, and then you might pay 40% or more on there that. There you go. Right? And there's there's your problem. One other thing that I think it's worth talking about with the Roth, and then I'm going to answer that question from Carolyn okay. really directly. Uh, Roth distributions, if we use that in retirement, it doesn't count against provisional income, and provisional income is what determines how much of your Social Security benefit is taxable. Oh, they don't count that against Social no. Security? Really? So if we can transition enough by the time you're 72, create the right distribution plan, as opposed to taking eight, as opposed to 85% of your Social Security being taxable, we could reduce that to 50% and even possibly 0%. That's a game changer. That's, that is that's, a big-time game changer. That's it. And, and the key there is, and you're in that window, that's why we use that 10-year window. It gives us time to strategize there you if that's go. A word, I like to, it. to maneuver <laughs> uh, but but we can we can over time position more and more in the in the right buckets and we can really plan okay now we we drop that provisional income intentionally to where hey 15% or 0% ta- or 50% tax or 0% tax versus 85% over 20, 30-plus years in retirement, sure. big money. That is, that is a definitely a game-changer. In a way, for me, it's a no-brainer. But, right. you know, it, it's a great vehicle, but it shouldn't be your only vehicle. We'll talk about some of that as we get through the rest of the shows. But we still got to answer the question. Get, let's, I say, let's answer the question, <laughs> though, because let's get back to this. Uh, the part that I have not considered on this, mm-hmm. your employer contribution, if you're fortunate enough to have your, employee, your employer doing that. So what is her tax liability there? Hey, here's the thing to know. So if you're contributing to a Roth 401k at your employer, right? Their match, if they're if you're fortunate to have a match, hey, I'm going to take that free money. Sure, that match is going to be going into the 401k portion of the plan, so that match percentage will be taxable when you pull it out. When you take it out, okay. so the match percentage will be taxable. So that's the direct answer, Carolyn. I just wanted to give some context to to the Roth IRA and 401k. And I, I will say this: see if this if you agree with this. I, I, I think you will. But I was told at one point. Um, uh, if you're if you're in a matching situation and you think, well, I you know I can't contribute up to that matching amount. They'll say they'll match you know six percent of my salary and six percent mm-hmm. of my salary is six hundred dollars. I don't know, right? Uh, and and they'll match up to that. And you're saying, well, I can't afford to contribute that. Well, the, I, you're leaving money on the table. Find a way to make that because you can maximize your retirement by making them contribute to the maximum as well. It's free money, right? Yeah. It's there's no there's not an investment out there that I can put you in that's going to be fifty percent on the dollar or a hundred percent on the dollar. Right. So beyond everything else, savings accounts, emergencies, fun, emergency funds, get that free money, and then we can decide what's the next place for the money to go. Exactly. Take take that free money because people don't offer it to you very often, that's for sure. Eat p- peanut butter sandwiches every day if you have to. If you have the money. to, that's yeah, right. There you go. We're on the Rich Life Retirement Show. We're talking with Bo Henderson and we're finding out ways to make the most of retirement and most of our finances so we can really enjoy a rich life when we get to those, those wonderful retirement years. Now, we're going to talk about Social Security because you brought that up a second ago and I think folks, are you piqued interest most definitely. Okay. All right. Social Security Administration still failing to give us the information we need to make the claiming decision 
that would be best for us. The report says surviving spouses alone are being underpaid by as much as $530 million in lifetime benefits. Wow, that's a chunk of change. Why does this continue to be this big a problem? I mean, how can we make sure we get the benefits we're entitled to? There's just so many different options. You know, there's over 500 possible options of how you claim. To me, that's, it, that's great for flexibility, but it's insane because right. no one, it's almost like it's on purpose. Well, and I'll ask sometimes, and I think the general idea is, hey, there's three options, 62, full retirement age, or 70. It's like, no, there's there's all kinds of options. And we're talking here about a survivor benefit. This is where this is happening. The $530 million of benefit that people are entitled to that they're not getting and one of the things I share when we're doing classes on this here around North Georgia, Bill, is I've yet to to have a scenario where a client called me and said, hey, Social Security Administration, they called me up and said, did you know you had extra benefit I could send you? I mean, we got You it. let we, me know if that happens. We have to, and that's why I talk so much about Social Security. We find more money on the table that people are entitled to, and it's just, it's just knowing the rules. But what's happening here is when what happens in a household, this is for couples, when a spouse dies, the higher benefit stays with the surviving spouse. Okay. Okay. So say one benefits two thousand dollars, one's one thousand. A spouse dies, the two thousand dollars would stay with the surviving spouse. Okay, that's one you get. Right. But if uh, if the the lower benefit was was close enough, so we'll say it wasn't. Say say it was fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. While you're taking that higher benefit, which you obviously want to do when the spouse passes away, your benefit could still be getting the 8% delayed retirement credits all the way up to age 70. Really? So what could happen is your benefit might be, say, 1700 and the spouse that passed away is 2000 By the time you're 70 years old, yours might be $2,300, $2,400. So what, what, what people are missing, Social Security is technically supposed to know what your um, – what you're deemed to be your highest benefit and switch it. And that's the, the issue in this article is they're not doing it. So what you can do is if your benefit surpasses the survivor benefit you're taking, you can switch back to your own benefit. And in some cases, it's a nice three, four, five hundred $500 increase. Multiply that times 20 or 30 years. That's big money that's being left on the table. How do I keep up with this? Yeah, I think what you have to do, and I, one of the biggest things when we do workshops, I just say kudos for the people that show up because you have to take responsibility. It's your retirement. It's your life. It's your money. Yeah. And if you're not reading books and if you're not looking for good sources, and, and I'm not saying trust everything you see out there, but get information for, hey, this applies to me. I'm claiming a survivor benefit. This is something I'm going to research a little further. I'm going to take some steps to see if there's additional benefit. So I really, I'm really big on... Of course, at our firm, what we do is we help people as kind of a partner in this. Sure. But, hey, it's really up to you individually to know the rules, because if I don't know there's an issue and you don't, you don't come to us and tell us, I may never, never know, how to help. I know how to help. And, and, and I think it's important because people go, yeah, but I can read about it and I don't know. And mm-hmm. the thing is, what it's going to do is it's going to cause you to ask questions. Right. And to ask questions to people like your rich life advisor, like Bo Henderson. And then you can dig in because you're now aware of the situation and get some answers. And here's a really, this is a good question, and it's around curiosity. What I find when somebody calls in here to the radio show, they email in, they're coming to a workshop, they come to it usually with this idea or some variation of this question of what if there's a better way? What if there's a better way of what I'm currently thinking? What if there's a better way than what my brother-in-law told me I should do? <laughs> my neighbor, that guy yeah. at work. Yeah. And even if they're telling good advice for themselves, it may not apply to you at all. Situations are different. Families are different. Right. Some things are the same, but by and large, 
a lot of it is so different that it won't apply. Okay, real fast here. We've got about five minutes left, and uh, we'll get into this. And if we need to continue it later, we will. But Money Magazine came up with their checklist of things you need to consider before you're accepting a buyout offer from your employer. And we're hearing a lot about that lately. Uh, I'd like to get your reaction to these and see if you have any others you might want to add to the list. So I'll just shoot it to you. What do you think? Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of that, right? Delta's a big example here. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. having about 4,000 employees or so are being offered this buyout. There's some companies right here in Gainesville that are doing kind of the pension buyout, and there's there's some you you got to be careful. It's kind of it's kind of tricky to navigate. Uh, the first thing you need to do is read the fine print, and what I mean by that is really understand the offer, because I've seen a company offer a buyout that offered a similar buyout five years ago, but the rules were slightly different and mm-hmm. the, the way it was taxed, yep. and and it could blow up on somebody. So it's really read the fine print, do your research. Another question is ask yourself. If I take this package, can I afford to stop working? And that's if I that's can't the afford, big question, right? If I can't afford to stop working, what's the plan? Yeah, what am I going to do? If I need, if I if I do the work and I do the analysis and I say, hey, I need to still be bringing in two thousand dollars a month, what's the plan? Because the last thing you want to do is just go into it, and then when the money dries up, you're trying to resolve. Yeah, find out three months later you can't make the mortgage. And pay attention if they're offering a lump sum buyout. Uh, we talked about that. Is it taxed in a way as a distribution to where, you know, if you've got a $500,000 lump sum buyout that's taxed as income, you just lost half of it, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. Or is it going to roll into a retirement plan to where we can create an income stream out of that? Um, and then, again, just pay attention to the tax implications. And here's a big one, Bill, that I think gets overlooked a lot. Uh, what's the health insurance situation? When you leave that employer – does that health insurance go away? And if you're not 65 and eligible for Medicare, how are we going to bridge that gap? Because I can tell you, as we look at health insurance costs for somebody before they, they're eligible for Medicare, it can be um, it can be a huge amount. Yeah, because you're buying it on your own now without the support of an employer who's contributing and those sorts of things. Yeah, it can look more like a mortgage payment oh my than goodness. what you would think a health insurance yeah. payment. And it just about kill you, which would de- be- defeat the, the purpose of having having health insurance. It is Rich Life Retirement with Bo Henderson. And Bo, I'm jumping to you. I'm holding you to this. Okay. Hope you don't mind. What are we going to do? Put well, me on the spot. Do, I'm going to put you on the spot. Now, you mentioned earlier that we we're going to give away one of your books. You've written mm-hmm. nine books. So I, I think it's incredible. When just real fast before we get there, what inspired you to, to write the first one? Where did you say, by golly, I've got to do this? The first one was a labor of love. And this goes this goes way back this is around 2007, that, that concept and philosophy, which really for me is a life philosophy of the rich life, mm-hmm. that, that meaningful, fulfilling life, came together. And I found I was trying to explain it and describe it to people. And it would come out different based on who I was talking to. And the whole goal with the book was, you know, successful with money, relationships, experiences, uh, by me putting it in a book, I knew somebody could read that and get the get the get the philosophy, sure. get the message, and I could also, like we said, there's some scale to that. If if we have a good campaign, we might can get that out to fifty thousand people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whereas can. I don't know that I'm going to sit down and need to need that many people this year. <laughs> well, let's see if we can get it out to a few people right now. You want to do a book giveaway? You mentioned we yeah. do that, so let's do that. How are we going to do this? What so, are we giving away? I think for today, the most appropriate book is Twelve Steps to a Successful Retirement. Okay, all right, and, and it's going to cover all those components we talked about: the Social Security. Um, Long-term care planning, which we didn't mention, health care planning, income oh, that's, planning. That's several shows in and that, of themselves. That's another yeah. show, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I have a story this week we'll share on that soon. Uh, so all those components, and the key, Bill, with this is that we've got to integrate this. They all have to be working together and considered uh, how are they working in context with each yeah. other and not, hey, I've addressed my will over here. I did some things over here and some things over there. It, that might be good, but 
are they are they actually contradicting each other? So that's really the point of that book is it's, I really wrote it like a checklist. Here's okay. something important. Here's why it's important. Let's check it if I've addressed it. If not, that's on my list of things I need to address. How do we get it to people? Well, let's go to richlifeadvisors.com, okay. and you'll see there's a comment section. There's there's a form there, and just write WDUN. And if you write WDUN, I'll know that's the 12 Steps book, and you can let us know contact information to get that book to you this week. Very good. Rich Life Retirement, brand new show here on WDUN. Bo, I'm looking forward to more conversations. I have learned a lot here today, and I'm taking notes on strategy there you go. and on modeling. A lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Take care. And don't forget, you can check them out at richlifeadvisors.com. What's the phone number if they want to get you yeah. during the week? If you have a question that, that you'd like to hear us talk more about or, or directly from me, uh, give me a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to richlifeadvisors.com or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors, LLC, provides investment advisory services through Formula Folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.